Today's episode, Apologies, the whole sorry story. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. First things first, I'ma say all the words inside my head. Cause it's all in my head. But I believe in happiness is something we create. That's why I'm starting with me. I got this feeling we've got love and love's all we need. Thanks for listening to the Daily Belief Game with me. I'm Jeff Stein, and you know the drill by now. Most of you know that the way to living your authentic, purpose-driven life is walked there by simply recognizing that what you believe about your world will create your reality. Seriously, the simple awareness that your thoughts and feelings matter is most of the battle. And I cannot exaggerate the places you can go, the things you can achieve, the experiences you can have when you walk into them from your true self rather than this limited, resisted, pinched off version of your full power. And by the way, you are the living embodiment of the energy that creates worlds. You have full access. You are, you are not just in the likeness of God. You are the full light of all that is and ever will be. You are connected to the quantum field of consciousness with equal access of any other point of consciousness. And that energy of creation is basically waiting on your welcome to let it in. It will become activated the moment you choose love over fear, inspiration over desperation, kindness over rightness, enthusiasm over pessimism. Because <laughs> the universe is knowable, it is malleable, and it is enjoyable to the degree to which you feelize your way through the beliefs of your life. Those stories you tell yourself, the narratives you decided to make true for you. So today's episode, apologies, the sorry story. Obvious question right off the top as we go down this rabbit hole of contrition. When and why do we apologize? Now, an apology has a lot of different forms worth examining. There's the common courtesy as in an unintended and uninvited physical contact. Like when you accidentally bump into someone, it's like, oh, oh I'm sorry, right? Uh, there's the softener of pain or disappointment or grief as in, Sorry, you know, we're out of stock on that one or even sorry for your loss, right? That kind of softener of pain. There's the admission of an error apology as in, sorry, we goofed your order or, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. You're next. Go ahead. It's, it's your turn. My bad, right? And these are all kind of common courtesy good things. And these are all pretty innocuous and appropriate. They're a request for forgiveness with an expectation that it is automatically granted. You know, oh, my bad. No, no worries, dude. It's cool. But what if that kind of apology isn't accepted? Now the tables turn and the transgression or injustice falls on the person refusing to forgive. Like, for instance, you say, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. Yeah, you know, why don't you look where you're going, idiot? Oh, that's different. Now the person who made the minor transgressions, you know, the, the bumper, is kind of victimized by the victim. Because now the bumpy has offended the bumper by rejecting his simple gift of humanity and common courtesy. He came back with anger. Isn't that interesting? And a master wouldn't feel rejected by this unexpectedly harsh reaction to a simple personal space violation, uh, despite having every right by society standards to feel disrespected. I mean, if you ask society, they say you can be as, as disrespected as you like. But a master would smile confident in the knowing that they did their part to extend love, uh, and it's the bitter one's choice to increase their feeling of victimization instead of receiving the love. It, it, it certainly reveals where their point of relief is in their life. 
the perspective of the bumped victim, I mean, how dark would your perception of the world need to be where verbal revenge on a stranger feels like the preferred emotional response? If revenge is a relief from a dark belief or perspective, then you're dwelling below that on the emotional scale in places like, you know, humiliation or rejection or feeling belittled or even worthless. You'd have to feel that low of yourself uh, in order to find relief in revenge like you would if you were taken down on someone who accidentally invaded your personal space. So, But if you're a master, you might think, though not say out loud, because people in the lens of revengey victimhood will, will see almost everything you say to them as an attack. So careful what you say out loud. But to understand the high road in this example, you know, it, it could a master could go like this. It says, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. Yeah, why don't you look where you're going, idiot? And this is what they might say. You know, you're more respected and appreciated by others than you realize. In fact, my apology to you when I bumped into you was exactly for that reason, because I have respect for your personal space, as people commonly do for each other. And so you might want to notice how respected you are rather than focusing on the possibility that you're not. <laughs> are you going to actually say all that? You know, probably not. But the point is, is to know that truth. And it's not because you, you, you have any responsibility to fix the revengey perspectives of these perpetual victims, but rather so that you can see the path to love, to the highest good, and walk the walk of the Buddha, the Christed ones, those that want to be the light of the world. That's how they do it, is by understanding the dynamic and the victimization that's going on there and then internalizing and coming to know the higher truth uh, that could be expressed if the person was in the receiving place. You know, because understanding where their victimhood comes from and what is the way out, if, if they had the clarity to choose it, of course, that will make you a master of your own vibration, your own consciousness, your own Holy Spirit. It will wire your brain for love and clarity, which will serve you in all aspects of your life. That's, that's their bad juju. But what about your victimhood on the topic of apologies? Because there are other forms of contrition which hide a layer of ego and victimhood within you. And it usually comes down to, to these kind of questions. Uh, do you need an apology and why? Do you need acceptance of your transgression against you? Uh, do you need forgiveness whenever requested? Do you need acknowledgement of your victimhood? Do you need an apology? Need, need, need. And another example to do illustrate that. Let's say the behavior of someone in your life has caused you a significant amount of annoyance or frustration or disrespect or injustice. And again, if you're feeling those feelings, then you are choosing to believe in your victimhood and therefore are seeking the relief of frustration, annoyance, etc. So it is you. But let's say someone victimizing you like that finally admits they've wronged you. Especially if that person is your significant other, right? Like your wife or whatever, your husband finally admits he wronged you. Can you resist the need to say, you know, yeah, you should be sorry, right? Imagine this dialogue with your spouse or roommate or someone like that. And they're coming to you in a state of contrition and they say, I'm sorry, I've, I've been so mean lately, uh, but I've been so stressed out. But even still, there's no excuse for being as mean as I have, so I'm sorry. And you would say... Yeah, you know, I've done all the laundry, all the cooking. I even cleaned up your mess. And the whole time, you're criticizing the way I do everything. So yeah, it's about time you apologized, <laughs> right? And that's what we do. At least it's a very easy thing to do. Again, a master recognizes that this person who's coming to you in a state of contrition has finally had a moment of clarity. And a master embraces that awareness, even if it's just momentary and temporary. 
because what you resist persists and what you focus upon expands. So in, in reality, it could go a couple different ways. So in the previous example, they say, I'm sorry, I've been so mean lately. I've been so stressed out, but there's no excuse for me being as mean as I have. So I'm sorry. Here's a response. I understand. You know, I got to admit it was kind of hard to endure. Uh, so I appreciate the acknowledge it, but, but I understand. Or you could go even further into your mastery after they say, you know, I'm sorry, I've been so mean lately. You'd say, I totally understand how that goes. We've all been there. In fact, as my friend Jeff Stein would say, <laughs> you can't be mean unless you've first been scared. So I can only imagine what's been weighing on your mind to put you in that position. But I'm so glad you're feeling more like your authentic self now. So good for you. And, and, and I'm grateful that you recognize it. See, that would be the state of mastery. Instead of just going, yeah, you know what? You should be sorry. <laughs> you can see the difference. And it's important. Because again, when someone finally apologizes for you know, extended, repeated, crappy behavior, there will be a strong pull at you to let them have it. And forgive yourself for that too. You know, you're going to want to punish them for the pain they brought you to exact some payback. But you really want to get to a point where you see the power of love and forgiveness instead of continuing the cycle of tit for tat, scorekeeping, crime and punishment. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, right? But that's it. This strong pull that you're feeling is the tango of consciousness we engage in all the time. If they're asking for a state of worry or victim, you're going to give it back to them. You're going to be you know, pulled to give it back to them. Now, the third aspect of the whole sorry story on apologies is the over-apologizers. And again, this is all about the relief of the one saying sorry all the time, not so much for the, for the benefit of the recipient of the apology, right? It's really about them. And you know the types. It's the ones that go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't even you know, <laughs> they're just saying it all the time. What's going on there? Where is the pain that is making pervasive contrition feel like relief for them? Well, usually the over-apologizer is asking for acceptance because they feel undeserving and are hoping desperately that their apologies, <laughs> all of them, will be followed by validation of their worth by you or to you. Usually we just say, dude, stop apologizing so much, right? Uh, to which they say again, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> right? It's the same old cycle. But if you're inspired, you might even go further. You might say to them, you know, I really appreciate you and the efforts you make to be aware of the needs of others. But honestly, I would submit to you that you might be better served by recognizing your value to others rather than focusing on how you might be disappointing them. Because you're a gift, not a disappointment to me. And the more you feel that, the more it will become your truth. Because when you apologize all the time, you're literally asking the recipient to scan their brain for reasons to find where you might have victimized them. It's asking for that. I mean, our own legal system believes you are innocent until proven guilty. So assume you're innocent and you're appreciated and valued and loved, loving and lovable because you are. That's what you want to feel. That's what you want to think. It's like the, they said in the 1970 movie with Ryan O'Neill and Ali McGraw, Love Story. Have you seen that? Famous quote from it. Love means never having to say you're sorry. And when that first was said in 1970, people were like, what? I need my apology. <laughs> it's like, okay, go deeper. And if you go deeper, you'll see that apologies are kind of a cycle of victimhood. And you might want to rise above them. And yet it's also separated from the contrition of just, hey, you bump into somebody, you say you're sorry. That's just a general respect and appreciation. There's the nuance. You can feel it. Here's your homework. Notice apologies throughout your day uh, from you or to you or others. And though it'll be hard at first, 
Try to see the opportunity to recognize the victimhood and where the path to forgiveness leads. To assist this, when you hear or say an apology, then ask yourself, where is the opportunity for acceptance or forgiveness? Because that's what the hope is in an apology, is acceptance and forgiveness. Look for that opportunity. It probably won't come easy the first few tries, but keep trying. It's well worth it. I'm Jeff Stein, and you can find me at jeffsworld.com, jeffs-world.com. My co-conspirators and I help people, companies, and organizations cultivate, sustain, accelerate, and become inspiration in action. We obsess over happiness and love teaching people tricks and cheats so you can live an authentic, fun, purpose-driven life in half the time and effort. Call us. Laughs and epiphanies is what you can expect. Thanks for listening, and please think responsibly. You want answers? I don't know. I'm Embrace it. Just asking. Life is choice. The power to create happiness. <laughs> you can choose to be a victim or anything else you'd like to be. You want to change the world? Don't know how to begin. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It's the right path. It's a path made of principle that leads to character. You, the people, have the power to make this Come life on. free and beautiful. To make this Come life on. a wonderful Come adventure. On. Come on. Come on. Hey, Come on. Come on. Come on, 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 all right,
Thank you.